All right. <laughs> you just volunteered. <laughs> All right. Sure. Um, so the, um, one idea that we've been thinking about, too, is we try to get done at about 830, um, which we're going to shoot to do again. That's what we always shoot for. Um, but one idea that we were talking about is we're going to actually have 15 minute um, slots set up if you guys want to sign up for a 15 minute after after today's kind of after, well, tonight and maybe other nights, um, we're actually going to we're gonna try to distribute it okay if people want to sign up. But we're going to have a sign-up sheet. Um, Bill and Marilee and Sarah and I are going to basically take two people each, kind of one right at 8.30 or so and for 15 minutes, and then one right at 8.45, and just kind of, kind of continue maybe what, what God started in the ministry time and it'll give more like a one-on-one or a personal time where if you have a question or something or, or a blockage that you're running into, maybe we can just kind of help you break through that and then, then move on. So, um, so we're going to present that opportunity to you tonight. So how do you want to do this? So Don't rush the stage. <laughs> four people and then two time slots for each. So we're just, I'll put this here right in this front seat and if any questions? Does that make sense? So, okay. All right. Cool. I, yes. I, I'm changing my sides. This is an interesting thing right here. There's a creature. He's encouraging us. He's interceding. Is that why? Are his, are his hands like this? Cameron. It's the planting of of the evil villain Cameron, who likes to <laughs> plant stuffed animals. So, um, Kathy has a testimony. Um, I uh, last week, uh, Sarah said we were going to be talking about soul ties this week, and she said, "Do you have a testimony?" And I was like. Yeah, <laughs> and um, my testimony goes back um, a lot of years. It it starts with um, I met my best friend Beth like 18 years ago, and our former pastor had said we were twins separated at conception, which was very cool. Um, and it felt like wow, this is really cool. I've got this best friend, and um, over the course of the years, I had felt like, you know, wow, we're really, really close. Maybe this isn't okay. And the last time I had heard teaching on soul ties, it was all the things that you shouldn't do with soul ties. And so I really felt a lot of um, weight, like I wasn't supposed to have this friend. I wasn't supposed to be this close to somebody. And I really did, like, struggle for a long time. And um, a year ago, and I know Beth wouldn't mind me sharing, she and I went through this really, really awful time where – we got to this place where we didn't know if we were even going to be friends anymore. And um, we got in the car and drove to South Carolina, which we figured either we were going to kill each other or we were going to make it back. <laughs> and um, we got down there, and Stephanie, we're sitting in Stephanie's kitchen, and she said, no, you guys are like, 
Jonathan and David. You know, you're, you met each other and your souls were knit. And I thought, but that's a bad thing. And, and she encouraged us, and, and along came um, the teaching, you know, a couple weeks ago or whatever about soul ties. And here they were talking about you can have good soul ties with people that are in, you know, authority and they're friends. And I was like, the freedom that those couple of incidences brought were amazing. So my testimony is that, wow, you can be released to have godly good soul ties with people other than your spouse. So, Well, yeah. You could have ungodly soul ties with your spouse, too. <laughs> uh, we'll t- we're going to talk about that. Okay. Yes. Well, obviously. Right. So, yeah. So um, tonight we're talking about soul ties. Wow. All right. So good introduction. I didn't have a story to start off. So thank you. Man. Clutch. Um, so, um, you know, we're made, it, people here, spirit, soul, body, right? We have our soul part of us, the mind, will, and emotions. That's kind of our emotional, um, where we have our affections. And th- so that's kind of the area of our lives that we're talking about um, tonight. And so just as an overview, soul ties, it's, um, it's a linking between two people um, in the soul, the soul realm, there's a connection that can be made between people, and that connection, you know, you can view it like um, a channel, maybe like a tube or something. And when there's a connection between two people, and there's a soul tie between two people, things can be passed back and forth between those people. Okay, and so it can be goodly God things. And it can be negative things, right? And so we have, and in a marriage relationship, is probably the easiest example to talk from, but we, we have a lot of influence into our spouse and into that relationship. And so we, we probably know all the buttons to push, right? We know the ways to get them kind of on edge. And we also know the ways, the things that they need cause them to rise up and to stand up and to be strengthened and to be encouraged. And, and so um, soul tie and emotional, mental, spiritual connection between two people um, generally developed through a close relationship. Uh, so a lot of times, like Kathy said, friendships, close friendships, um, pastor, leader, um, relationships, um, even at work, I mean, you, you and your boss can have a soul tie, and it can be good, and it can be not good. Um, obviously, in a marriage, in and friendships, I said that. So there's a lot of different places. Family members is another place where there's soul ties, and a lot of times in family members, you get weird dynamics in family. You know, family members, and you guys probably all can point to relation, family relationships that are can be strained or can be. Kind of like every time I'm around them, I feel this way, right? And and that there might be that might you might be able to pinpoint maybe a soul tie there. Um, the closer or stronger the relationship or the connection in the relationship, the more influence that the soul the, the soul tie you have with that person can have. So there's a you know between Sarah and I hopefully. There's this large amount of influence, so a larger kind of tube connecting us. And maybe someone, uh, an acquaintance at work might be, a, a, you know, maybe like a smaller tube where there's a smaller amount of influence there. But there's still 
influence that can happen in a soul time. Um, so an ex- just a simple example of an ungodly soul tie that, that uh, I had to break and that you want to break is with, uh, like for me, with a past relationship, a past girlfriend. Um, I had a girlfriend uh, long before Sarah. And um, in the middle of the relationship, you don't think anything of it. You don't, you know, but there's a connection because you spend time together. There's a bond that's created, an emotional bond between you and that person and me and me and this girlfriend. And um, afterwards, there was still, even after we had broken up, there was still things that were affecting my life because of that relationship. And so I needed to break that soul tie with her, that connection with her. And um, and then that that the influence um, doesn't have a hold anymore. And so it's, <clears throat> it's, a, it's an interesting thing when you can be far, far away from someone, and yet there's still that influence in, in their life. And another thing is, you know, we, um, people carry, you know, demonic things and, and, and spiritual things with them, and so spiritual things can get transferred from and two people. Um, uh, and obviously a, a good example is I had, a, I had a youth leader, really good friend of mine, still a really good friend of mine. He poured his life into me. I mean, he poured out and poured out and poured out. I remember him coming over one day. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this or not, but we had a piano at our house and he came over and he like he, he was a worship leader and played the piano. And he was just like, just sing, Seth, just sing, just sing what's on your heart to God. And I was like, well, this is really awkward. Like, here's him on the piano and me and like ah, singing. But he challenged me and he pressed me toward God and he influenced me. We had a connection and he influenced me and encouraged me toward God. And there was that was a godly relationship that we had where he was where he input into my life and emotionally encouraged me and emotionally um, supported me. Uh, And so there there is definitely like Kathy said, there is definitely godly soul ties and those are the kind of that's the kind of soul tie and connection that we want to go after you know that's what we want to pursue and and connect with so uh, in ephesians um 5 30 through 31 we are members of his body for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife and the two will become one flesh and in marriage um a godly soul tie, and this isn't just in marriage, but godly soul ties promote intimacy. It promotes closeness. It it allows and develops and nurtures um, intimacy. And a few Sundays ago, I you know went through kind of trying to debunk the word intimacy because for me intimacy sounds kind of intimidating and freaky. And you know it's it's closeness. It's it's sharing secrets. It's knowing each other. It's being honest and open and and that's that's where intimacy is and having a godly soul tie really nurtures that <clears throat> so an example for sarah and i is you know lots of you guys know that we've been trying to have kids for a while and this is an area that is an emotional area in our lives it's an up and down you know 
and sometimes monthly, an up and down kind of, uh, you know, and sometimes Sarah's really feeling it, and other times I'm really feeling it. And um, I've noticed because of the connection that we have, we are able to encourage each other. When one is weak, the other one's able to be strong. And, and that happens in a marriage relationship, but it's through that, go- that just that godly soul, that godly relationship that we have each other. We're able to encourage each other and pour into each other and pick each other up when it doesn't feel so good. Yeah. Um, a, a godly soul tie can, you know, it, it can be strengthened and, and you can invest in that by pouring emotionally into each other. And, you know, maybe godly soul ties is just another word for it. It's, you know, in our, in our relationship, we have the ability to impact and influence each other. And, and in our friendships, we have the ability to impact and pour into each other. And in our, in our relationship with our, our leaders, we have the ability to impact and pour into that. And there's something in recognizing, wow, I've got a connection with this person, and I can choose to pour negative things into it, or I can choose to pour positive things into it. And vice versa, what's coming at me from that person can be negative things or can be positive things. And so, yeah, Sarah's going to talk about the negative. I keep wanting to go there. Um, okay, so another example, um, David and Jonathan, right? In um, Samuel, it says the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and he loved him as his own soul. And so they had, obviously, the Bible shows a very intimate and close relationship. And um, I've heard it said before, and some of you guys have heard me say this, but um, there's this idea that maybe there was a, 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 a sexual relationship or a, or a homosexual relationship between David and Jonathan. I've heard that a number of different times. And it's amazing that our culture can't differentiate between um, sex and love or sex and intimacy. We have a problem doing that. And so what that does is that that means that if I'm like, man, I really love Bill and I just want to hang out with him. And man, he understands when I say this and he, he has the ability to speak into my life and he encourages me. And so I, I want to spend time with him. There's, there, that can be viewed as, oh, there could be something there. And that could be unhealthy. And it's like, you know, what, what you're talking about, Kathy, with Beth. Like, there could be this feeling like, oh, there's this unhealthiness to it. And I really believe that, there's, that God wants us to go after those kind of close, intimate relationships. And, you know, I'll say this, especially as guys, it's difficult to nurture that and to go after that. But I know that's something that's been my heart and my desire, and sometimes I don't know exactly how to get there or how to do it, you know, or to go after it. But I really want to especially the men, encourage you guys, um, go after those close relationships and go after investing and put, being, being the godly poor where you, you pour out godly and pour into people's lives. And then you're willing to receive from other men that bring encouragement into your life. I think it's really important. All right, good. Another example is uh, Ruth and Naomi. And uh, Ruth 1, uh, 16 through 17, 
said, uh, Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you, for wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge you. People will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything, but death parts you and I. All right. And the, the, there's a word in, in that verse that that death parting ta- is is debak. I don't know how you say it, but it's it means glue. And it's like this sticking together that 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 she was saying, I want to have that sticking together. I want to be connected to you. And it's another really good picture in the Bible of uh, a, a good relationship. Um, another example is us. The body. Right. The church, the family. And we um, you look in First Corinthians 12, uh, 12 and 13, even as the body is one. And yet there are many members, all of us and all the members of the body, though there are many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews, Greeks, slaves or free. And we were all made to drink of one spirit. And in. uh Let's see. Yeah. So just the the idea that we in the church can form godly, strong uh, relationships and soul ties with each other where we can pour into each other and we can encourage each other and we can bring um, even life. You think about the body and you think about how blood flows through the whole body. Right. So there's the aspect that we each each body has its part. First Corinthians talks about that, right? They, this, the knee does this thing and the ear does this thing and the eyes do this thing. And what would we do with one without the other? You know, we need each other. We need, but there's also this thought of this blood that runs through us all, you know, that it's almost like there's this tie between us all and there's this source that we can give to each other, you know, and push into each other. And the, the blood is the source of life, you know, and so we can push that blood and that source of life into each other and encourage each other and pick each other up and, and speak words of life. Um, Cameron's here tonight, but I'm going to share it anyway. Uh-huh. Godly soul ties and trust with your pastor and leader promotes healthy growth and connection to God. Uh huh. He didn't put me up to this. Th- those of you that those of you that were here before, you heard this. Um, for uh, Philippians four eleven and twelve, and he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So when we there's a transfer of anointing that we can have when we're in relationship. In, in, in strong relationship that it's actually God's plan to put leaders and people over us so they can speak into our lives so they can pour into our lives. And so um, being able to be in that receiving mode and saying, yes, I'm, I want to create this godly connection with my leaders and I want to receive what God's giving them and what God's pouring from them into me. All right. Um. I was just remembering um, in this book I read one time just how clear the picture was of the strategy of the enemy, which is to bring division in the church. And it's to bring division between all relationships, whether it's family, relationships, spouses, you know, pastors with their um, their flock, whether it's, you know, siblings with each other, people in the church with each other. The strategy of the enemy is to bring division, you know, with without that unity you know, how can we really be effective? And so godly soul ties are very important because 
it causes us to be one and that depth of intimacy can grow and it's almost like a force that the enemy cannot reckon with you know when we're when we're one and when we have those godly soul ties i uh, had a um uh, a time where i was with my, one of my really good friends we were with each other all the time we were um kind of working on a business together and we always spent time with god that was like one of our high priorities and so we'd spend time together well not really together but then we'd come together and talk about what god did and we grew a lot from each other and it was like the founding of our friendship was really doing that and so i can i can say that that friendship was an example of a godly soul tie that was so it's so strong and we're we live kind of far away from each other now but we really have like this tie and connection where we can just call each other up and talk about everything that's going on and we can really encourage each other and it's just this very of my friendships and and relationships i have that one sticks out to me because i've never spent so much time with god with someone if you know what i mean um outside of my marriage with seth but um, it's a really good example of a godly soul tie. And um, just as God has put that ability to have the intimacy with people in us, he's given us that ability. It's it's this innate thing, and they can be godly, just as there's that ability in us. There's that um, the fallen side and that tendency towards the ungodly nature um, that doesn't come from God. But um, ungodly soul ties are characterized by control, manipulation, um, and sexual sin. And because of any kind of control and manipulation and sexual sin, the, the soul tie actually influences in the spiritual realm. And that can bring that ungodly soul tie where there's this uh, linking in the, in the spirit that happens. Um, and the, the demonic influence can come through that, like that connection um, Seth was talking about between two people. When there is that any hint of, of control and manipulation there, any hint of, of there being a you know, history or past or any kind of sexual sin, um, the demonic can just flow through that. And it, it almost, when I have experienced it, it's almost like a hook that that kind of relationship has in your life. And um, there's oppression that can come through that. Um, and, and usually in relationships, this type of thing can be on a very subconscious level. You don't realize that that person is either controlling and manipulating you, and you don't realize you're doing that either. Um, but I will I have to say there's a really good clue. Wherever there is fear, control will follow that. So if you have fear in your life in any area, watch out, because control is looking around the corner. Um, wherever there's love, pure and true love, there's freedom, and there's no ungodly soul tie there. So... What we want to do in our relationships, because I will say that there's definitely been, you know, between Seth and I in our marriage, godly aspects and ungodly aspects, because let's just admit it, there's control, you know, there's fear. I, you know, I definitely have allowed God to work out fear in my life, but I've been noticing that there's a, a connection there. And so, um, you know, you guys remember the story about fantasy football with Seth? Um, how many remember that story, fantasy football, the green girlfriend? Um, so what I've been realizing, and it, you know, I think I've kind of always known this, but I don't like, oh, yeah, the fantasy football thing is that he would um, do fantasy football, which is like this. It's a strategy game uh, watching NFL and following teams, 
and you're on this league of guys and they're all talking about it all the time and playing it all the time. But the, the thing about it is that guys have godly soul ties through fantasy football. <laughs> godly soul ties through fantasy football. Nice plug there for fantasy football. Encourage that green girlfriend. So the screen, the screen that comes up, it's like, it's all green, the background is. So Seth would be on the computer in the dining room, and like there's this green glow coming from the computer onto his face, and I'd always be like, oh, you're hanging out with your green girlfriend again. Yeah, I don't like her. And, and, but this is the reason why, is because I, did, I, did, I tend not to like anything that Seth does that doesn't include me. And so there's this sense of fear that he, I don't know, is re- I don't think it's rejection, but it's just anything that's a- apart from me, I don't like it. I don't like it. So my struggle is letting go, letting Seth do whatever he wants. So the other day, what were we doing? What was that thing that happened? Softball last night. No, it was, um, oh, after college and career, a bunch of guys were going to go watch yeah. Ninja Assassin. <laughs> don't say what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. What is that what it's called? Nin- Ninja Assassin. So all these guys were going to go watch, and I was like thinking to myself, well, I was actually going to go home and watch a chick flick. So naturally, Seth should go with a girl. And, and, and naturally, Seth should go and watch the guy with the guys. But we were all kind of heading home, and Seth was like, you know, I'm kind of thinking about going to watch Ninja Assassin with the guys. And I was like, well, you're tired and you got to get up early for work and blah 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 like I started thinking of all these things that he why why he shouldn't go I'm going to be busy watching a movie why do I care you know but it's just that so I I suddenly realized I was like oh my word that is I said Seth you can do whatever you want you don't listen to me you can do whatever you want I just I just felt you know I could feel that and then I started getting really sad that that's kind of like just sometimes my way. Like if, you know, I just will tell him what I, and Seth actually said, yeah, I don't really need to go. And then I was like sick to my stomach. I just felt sick because any, any control or anything, I just want it gone. And any, anything that I'm putting on him is, it's just destructive. It's just completely destructive. And it's just unhealthy and it's pukey and gross and slimy and I don't like it. So I just started feeling really sad and I was just like, I do that sometimes and I don't like it. And then I was like, you do whatever you want. Go to the stupid little movie. (laughs) Was it stupid or was it good? (laughs) At any rate, did you have fun? Yes, he had fun. That's really all that matters. And he was free to do whatever he wanted to do. And that is what we want to promote in relationships is freedom, love. True love equals freedom. Fear equals control. All right? So in marriages, you can have ungodly aspects of your relationship, and you can have godly aspects of your relationship. We have godly aspects of our relationship. There are parts of our relationship that are completely free, and we're working on the ungodly ones to demolish any ungodly soul ties, any control, any manipulation, and um, we just want to get rid of that. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we we've broken the soul tie. Broken the soul tie between us. 
where there's control and manipulation. Mm -hmm. But we're, the other part of that is that we're all works in progress, right? So this is the other night. God showed me an area that I was being controlling and I needed to stop, you know. And I think that all that matters is that if we're willing to let God speak into us like that, if we're just willing and we can hear him and recognize it and we're breaking it, I think that that's just awesome. That's growth. That's progress. We're all in process all the time. Um, but you can break those things in relationships, but if you're noticing patterns with people, and maybe they have no idea about this teaching, maybe they have no idea about, um, you know, how to be healthy, how to not be fearful and controlling, but you do, you know, you kind of have to recognize that and have good boundaries with people who are being um, controlling in any way with you and, and not let kind of that creep in. You can stop your side of it and just pray a lot because... <laughs> Yeah, we have some relationships in our lives. They're kind of casual relationships, very normal, casual relationships with some people. Um, they're our neighbors. And uh, the other day, after a conversation, I recognized I was feeling really heavy, and I just realized there's definitely control and manipulation that's kind of coming at me, and I need to break this. And so I did, and I just felt immediately different. So that's a situation where I'm not in any way entering into control or manipulation, but someone else is kind of putting that on me, and so I just had to break that. And that's a really good example of things that we do in our just relationships we encounter in our lives every day that can really affect us. We need to be careful and just recognize it and just break a soul tie really quickly and easily. I just was walking through my yard, and I was like, I forgive them for the la, 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 and I just pray, Jesus, that you would sever off any linking in the spirit between us right now and whatever the prayer I prayed a few things and it was like immediately I could feel lifting you know that whatever that was in the spirit I just cleansed it off me it's gone and a lot of times you can tell like I said earlier you get you connect with a person and you have a certain feeling every time you're around them and there's this like response and you don't know why you always feel like that when you're around them a lot of times that will be there will be just an ungodly soul tie and it really is it's just stepping out in faith and saying God just break anything that's between us. Just um, put the cross of Jesus between us. We don't. I don't want that linkage. I don't want their effect to have any effect on me. And I pray that you break that off. Um, so other relationships like parent-child relationships. A parent can be controlling to their child. Children can even be controlling to parents without even knowing they're they're doing that. You know. And so that's definitely an area in a family that a family could work on together. Um, but definitely parents set the tone. But there can be um, ungodly soul ties there. Friendships, um, other casual relationships. Patty, do you want to come on up and give your testimony? Um, like I was saying, neighbors, something as casual as that. But there can be like this hook or uh, connection there. When Seth and Sarah shared about ungodly soul ties last time, can't remember when it was, but um, I had heard this teaching before. It's been a little while. And when they were teaching, like, about the control and manipulation, and Sarah was sharing something about um, sometimes you hear that person's voice in your head and you, like, listen to that person's voice more than thinking, what would God want me to do in this situation? Um, my boss came to mind, and I had never thought of an ungodly soul tie I, I've been working where I work for 10 years, and 
there's been like something going on and I've been praying and praying and going, God, what do I need to do differently? (laughs) Because it was really difficult and I was really struggling a lot with my boss and we work very closely together because I'm her assistant. And um, there was a lot of manipulation and control and fear and I never really realized it in the ungodly soul tie um, as being that. So, yeah, when they first started teaching, her um, name popped into my mind, and I was like, I have an ungodly soul tie with my boss. So that Sunday I went home, and I really prayed through that. And when I went to work on Monday morning, I just felt like this freedom. I was like, it was unbelievable. It was like an instant thing. And... Um, I started thinking about there was a there's another Christian that I work with and her and I have worked together a long time and we've prayed together and she had the same sort of thing and I could see that in her relationship with our boss and I wasn't sure how she would react to the whole teaching of ungodly soul ties because she goes to a Baptist church and so I was a little bit nervous about it but I pulled her aside I had an opportunity and I I shared with her, and she started crying, and she said, this is an answer to prayer. I I really want to do this, too. So I had made a copy of the notes, and I said, I'll do that. I'll pray with you if you'd like, or you can go home. And she said, I really want to go home and do it so I can take time to really pray through this. And she came back the next day, and she was like, I feel so much lighter. It's amazing. It's just, she, there was like this freedom for both of us, and it was awesome and then the next day I was in my boss's office and she 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 knows I'm a Christian she knows I go to church and normally if I talk about it she'll like roll her eyes you know make faces and I said well I'm gonna get out of here a little early tonight I was going to to our ladies life group our spa group I go I'm leaving a little early tonight I have plans and she goes oh can I go with you and I said you sure can And she said, where are you going? And I said, to church. And instead of, like, making this face or something, she goes, you know, I think I'd really like to go to church with you sometime. And for her to just say that, I was like, and I said, I would really like that. So she's in the back row right now. No. (laughs) I'm talking about you. No, No, but anyways, um, so it's not a perfect thing. I'm you know, things still come up like you were sharing, but I, it's just there's been a real change in how I feel towards her, and that's been a good thing. Yay. So, Yay. Um, Just as we pray through soul ties, it's amazing how, you know, you're just praying through your end of it, but it releases them in the spirit. You know, some people can just feel different, and they don't even know what's going on. And you don't have to tell them it's a secret. <laughs> but they could really benefit from us praying through soul ties. Marilee has a testimony. Come on up. Yeah, I was just thinking about soul ties, and I wanted to share a couple things. Um, I, I had two kind of impactful ones recently. One was with a coworker, and um, I feel like that is a place where we can pretty I mean, you can pretty much always break an ungodly soul tie with you know your parents there's just there's always something or but coworkers and bosses like 
So I had this coworker, and we actually went to school together. And I realized when I was around her, I felt controlled, like her voice, the whole thing about if their voice plays through your mind. And I just knew what she would think and what she would say. And she's a very strong personality. And when I was around her, and she's not a Christian, and I just felt kind of held back from being my true self. And it would make me sick afterwards because I was like, no, I am a daughter of the Most High King. I, You know, like this is my identity. And I felt like I was always like kind of shying around spiritual topics. And then I'd be done. I'm like, why am I doing? You know, it was just the control. And um, when I prayed through and broke it, I just felt so much lighter. And so that is a really good clue if like, kind of people's voice play through your mind in a way where it makes you feel like I need to act a certain way. Not like their voice plays through your mind and it feels like free and good and life-giving, but when it feels like kind of intense or causing you to be a way that you that you really aren't, you know. Another one was um, with a close family member. Um... I, yeah, when I would be around them, I would just not be able to speak freely and say something as simple as, you know, can you talk a little quieter, you're hurting my ears, or just something super simple, you know what I mean? I just could not, whereas I would easily be able to say that to Bill or Sarah, you know, whatever, um, and and so... I realized, oh my gosh, I there's an ungodly soul tie here. I'm feeling so controlled. I cannot even like say something so simple. And um so I prayed through it and I felt so much better. And the next time I, you know, encountered this person, I felt so much more free to be myself and just say whatever I wanted to say and I could and like I struggled even being able to tell this person a story like because I just felt like they weren't listening and like like I would my words would all jumble and I'd just be like never mind and like I couldn't even talk it was so you know like controlling and I just told this person a great long story the other day and I'm like this is so great so powerful to break a soul tie so yeah a little testimonies. I had one little tidbit I wanted to throw out there. It was just kind of a um, way to think about the whole thing. And God always tells me stuff in analogies. So I was thinking of this analogy of like a mountain stream. And um, so like they talked about like a tube or something between one another. But think of it as like a mountain stream. And the person who's affecting your life is the top of the mountain and then there's this riverbed between from them to you, and stuff flows from them to you. Um, and like over, if you spend a lot of time together, the riverbed gets deeper, you know. So these good, godly soul ties, good things are flowing and creating a deeper and deeper, and you know, you get more and more of the good stuff flowing over time in a godly situation. And the same thing can happen in the negative. Um, also, I realized that like. Um, the soul tie or riverbed can get deeper really fast if you're in an emotionally vulnerable state 
when it's being formed, you know, or when you're around that person. So like in the formative years, you know, awkward middle school stage, maybe. I know I had it. Nobody else did. But um, or um, what was the other one? Or like if the intensity in the relationship is high, it can make a bigger, deeper one really fast, too. Like, I don't know, maybe you're involved in something intense together, like Sarah doing a business with that person. They had time, too, but it was an intense thing that you were really focused on. Or maybe like going away to a camp with a friend or you stay at a friend's house in high school for like a couple weeks during the summer. You're just really tight for a little while. That's like intensity. Um, But then Sarah had hit on this, and I felt like this picture gave a good way to look at it, is like you have the ability to build a dam if you want to. Um, And it's just having good, healthy boundaries. If the person is sending you bad stuff, um, not only do you pray and break off the soul tie so that the lingering it doesn't linger, but as you go through life with them, like say it's an uncle, just as an example, you're going to keep being around them, and you can set up healthy, you know, Holy Spirit-led, <laughs> godly boundaries that don't let the bad stuff in anymore. You know what I mean? The the it has to flow a different way, or you won't receive that kind of stuff from them anymore. Um, But then I also, one last thing is, um, sorry, but uh, one last thing is um, you are also the source or the peak of the mountain and all the people in your circle of influence, all your family and friends and husband or wife or whatever. And so just to think, what am I sending their way? You know what I mean? And so it kind of goes with the boundaries thing, too. You can't control what someone else is sending to you, but you can make a boundary, you know, like, I don't know, just say when you're around that uncle. He teases you about the way you look. I'm just trying to make up an example off the top of my head. You can set a boundary there when he says that. Instead of just like getting, feeling shy or going away and letting it get you, you can just like go, you know, I don't like it when you do that. Yeah, exactly. I don't appreciate that. I'd love to talk to you about something else, but we're not going to have this kind of conversation this way, you know. And you can set up the boundary and then... Make it go a different way. So you can't control what they say, but you can control your boundary and you can control what you send the other way. You know, so instead of sending back to him being sheepish and shyness and taking a passive role, you can take this role of having power over yourself, you know, by setting that boundary and also what you send to them. You know, you can send them love and good things despite them doing something unhealthy and help to reshape how it works. Good. Thank you, Bill. Love. Um, so there's symptoms that Marilee had talked about, um, one of one of them, and, and you can kind of hear it in all the stories that um, if you can kind of clue into this, this is symptoms of an ungodly soul tie or tendencies to be domineering and controlling, like it's my way or the highway, um, and that can come from either person. Um, patterns of anger, blame, and accusation is another clue or a symptom. Um, one person kind of having a self-centeredness to them, always taking and not giving. Um, also, tendencies to be apathetic and passive in relationships, um, like or, or being easily manipulated. So maybe one person is more domineering and controlling and the other person is more passive. And um, I think that's something that Seth and I have definitely worked on. We've talked about how, you know, Seth, didn't have as many opinions and I did and so we're, we're kind of been working to balance that in our relationship and Seth is becoming quite the opinionated fella it's kind of fun 
It's fun to see what he's into. Yes. Tendencies to be domineering and controlling and or tendencies to be apathetic and passive in relationships, being easily manipulated. Patterns of anger, blame, and accusation. Usually there's a lot of shame for control behind that, that whole blame, anger, and accusation, and we'll be touching on that in two weeks. Um, self-centeredness, always taking and not giving. And then this is a good symptom that Marilee touched on, is, is you hear another person's voice playing over and over in your mind like a tape recorder, and, and you can always tell when it, it, it doesn't allow you freedom in your decisions, freedom to be who you are, like Marilee described. She didn't feel free to be able to say the things she'd normally say. For example, my neighbor, the one, I, I prayed through a couple neighbors, but, but the one, I, he, this one said a number of times about um, how they don't ever use chemicals on the ground on their lawn because that's really bad for the groundwater and blah 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 like he said a number of times and and it's to the point now where I've realized that I've been really resistant to like put anything on my lawn and that's never been my thought process before in one sense it's kind of making me think about that kind of thing but another sense it's like I, I realized I didn't feel freedom for a while and just being able to do whatever I wanted to with my lawn. You know, you can do what you want to do with your lawn, but I can do what I want to do with my lawn. But it took me a second to realize, like, whoa, I don't feel freedom in my lawn. I'm so glad I broke that soul tie. I'm going to put whatever I want to on it. Dang it. <laughs> um, obsessive preoccupation with another. <laughs> Groundwater. Oh, <laughs> Obsessive preoccupation with another to the neglect of the things of the Lord. So, um, you know, you, you might have just, you just care about what they think. You care so much about their opinion. And they might not even be around you. But it's just so intense in your mind or in your heart that it's hard to, for you to even do what you feel like God's called you to do. Um, and this is kind of going along with that inability to bring a relationship under, like, godly order. And, and the control of the Holy Spirit versus the control of the other person. The control of the Holy Spirit is what's important. Um, fear of being real or speaking the truth um, because there's intimidation or fear of man there. And this is something that Marilee just brought up. She didn't have the ability to be real. Um, but speaking the truth is another good one. Being able to just speak the truth or have this like a strength in the, in, in your, within yourself and being really afraid of what people think. Um, lack of freedom, always thinking, what will so-and-so think, and make decisions based on that. It's kind of redundant, actually. But the contrast to that is caring more about what God thinks yes. than, and, and encouraging your friends in that direction or being able to, to let that flow from you in everything you do. Um, I had um, a relationship in high school um, with a guy, it was very surfacey, and I didn't have a lot of, like, I never really gave my heart away. And so in looking at the teaching on soul ties later on, I thought, well, that doesn't count because there was nothing there. But it, it wasn't until we had started thinking about these teachings, and I realized that I had thought about this ex-boyfriend a lot. I thought about him a lot. I just wondered what he was up to, and if I had had a conversation, I'd remember that, or I'd, you know, think about where I saw him in Kalamazoo. And if I was going over that way, I'd think, oh, I wonder if I'm going to see him again, you know. And, um... 
it was just always, he was always in my mind. And I, going through this teaching, I just realized that I just think about this guy way too much. And then I thought, there could be a soul tie. I just never had thought that that was possible since it was kind of a surfacey relationship that I, I felt like anyway. And once I started forgiving him for things that happened way back when, I just realized, I started feeling the lifting happening right away of just the spiritual heaviness. And I started realizing the unhealthy dynamics that were that were in the relationship. And I, I broke the soul tie. And it was immediate. The, the difference between Seth and I's ability to have intimacy just emotionally was amazing. It just felt like I was like behind a veil or something that I couldn't get past or something. And then just something really shifted. There was like a clarity between us that I, I never knew was there for nine years. Wow. That's just unfortunate when you think about that, but I'm just so thankful for the freedom. Um, in First Kings 11, you know, this is really clear how soul ties can affect you, and this is based in sexual sin. Sexual sin is one of the ways that soul ties comes, and it's about Solomon. And um, we all know that Solomon was very wise. He was very wise. God gave him all the wisdom of the world. But he loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh. But he had loved all these women, and there's all these different um, ites, the ites, you know, Moabites, Ammonites, blah, 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 it goes on and on. From the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. And that's what, what God said about these women, is that they will turn away your heart, and that you shouldn't intermarry, but... It was Solomon who loved these women, and he had had 700 wives, blah, blah, blah. And it was so that when he was old, his wives turned his heart after other gods. There was sexual sin there. And um, his heart was not loyal to the Lord, as his was his David, his father David. And it's just very clear that sex brings in ties that influence. Very clear. And it influenced the wisest king. He had wisdom in every area. Um, but that, that, that sexual connection, you know, caused the influence. And the sex without the covenant of marriage, it is sin, and we all know this. Um, but the emotional entanglements causes relationships to um, have that unhealthy nature, and ungodly soul ties can be very damaging in that way. Um, and then also demonic spirits can, can really influence. And um, there was a young man who um, was faced with very severe demonic influence in the night. He was having, like, really bad um, attacks in the night. And they, uh, through counseling, he had recognized that it was from an old relationship. And as soon as he broke the soul tie, all of those stopped, completely, absolutely stopped, all of those attacks. And so that just shows the nature of how a soul tie um, can cause such spiritual oppression. So we want to have um, all of our our relationships be um, full of, of godly soul ties, and we want to work on eliminating ungodly aspects of our relationships, all of them, and, and, and remembering old relationships and breaking the, the ungodly soul ties that are there and, and then also just in our own hearts, being able to see when we're being controlling and manipulative, just letting God give us um, instances like it happened with me the other night when I wasn't being full of love and freedom, you know, and just always letting love and freedom kind of enter every relationship and eliminating all fear and, and control and any manipulation. So that's going to pass these out.
How many of you have broken a soul tie before? Awesome. And how many of you feel like there's more people to 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 pray through? <laughs> yeah. This is good. So we're going to take some time to do this. And um, I just want to say also for the ministry time later, there's the sign-up over here. If you have any anything from other weeks too, not just this week, but if you have things from other weeks that you'd like to have one-on-one um, time with, you can sign up for that, not just tonight's topic. Does anybody need a pen? So um, I think what would be a good thing to do is to just take the first few minutes and just allow God to show you any relationships that have elements of control or even old relationships, people you're not even close to anymore. I've been amazed at how often I'm realizing more soul ties. It's amazing. Um, but it's amazing how, how uh, significant the difference is when you go through and pray through it. Um, so, and then just pray the prayer, you know, and, and just take the time to, to forgive and repent and then just pray the prayer. It's just as easy as that. And then if you want to at the bottom, it just says, you know, you can ask God what he has to say about your relationships and you can do specific relationships, you know, ask God what he has to say about specific relationships or he, you could even ask him, God, in what ways am I controlling or manipulative? You know, in what ways could I allow freedom and love in instead? So just like normal, we're going to turn on some music and you guys can spread out through here in the family room, kind of find a quiet place. And then we'll spend the next 20, 25 minutes and just allow God to speak to us and then exercise the take the step of faith and exercise it and move through it. And then we'll come back together and um, we'll close. So, all right, I'm just going to pray and then we'll then we'll go. Father, thank you so much for your desire to to bring freedom into our lives. And thank you that, um, God, I know you've already been bringing people into our minds that that there's just an ungodly connection with, Father. And I just thank you that tonight there's going to be freedom in our lives because of just the breaking off of of the soul ties. And so we just ask that your Holy Spirit will come, Father. Lord, we ask uh, for a spirit of revelation. <clears throat> we ask for um, faith to, to stand up uh, even in ourselves and to speak out um, just the forgiveness and repentance and breaking off the soul ties with these people. And we just, yeah, I pray for a strengthening of each one of us to do this, God. And Lord, we just release your Holy Spirit um, even to some of the areas here that might be tender, I pray that you will just, uh, Holy Spirit, your your comfort will just be released here. Thank you that that's one of your purposes is to comfort us, Father. So we just pray for a release of that in this room in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll call you back together in a little bit.